Friday afternoon, which means we talk travel, thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King. Uh, good afternoon to you, Sally. How are you? Hi, Cole. I'm well, thank you. That's the way. Of course, uh, travel places. Where are we going today? Well, we're going to Spain and Portugal, and I know I have covered this area before, but it's been a while, and the reason why I'm revisiting that area today is I've got a friend over there at the moment who's been posting me these incredible photos on Facebook and I'm quite envious and jealous of the time they're having and the lovely tapas they're eating and the flamenco dancing and everything that that Spain and Portugal has to offer. Now one of my favourite towns is a small town in Portugal which is called Obidos and I just thought I'd talk a little bit about it today and all of Obidos has actually been declared a national monument and it's known as the wedding present town because it was a gift that the King Denise gave to Queen Isabel on their wedding day in 1282 and it's this beautiful little medieval village that's set up really high overlooking plains beneath with really picturesque cobblestone streets and all the little houses are filled with geraniums and bougainvillea. It's just so pretty. Gothic doorways and windows, whitewashed churches, and it's all encircled by the walls of a 12th century castle, which is just the most gorgeous little town. So if you get a chance and when you're going through Portugal to go to Obidos, please do it. Mm. And if you're a chocolate fan, every July they have a medieval fair recreating the Middle Ages with medieval music, knights, witches and theatre performances. But it's also another international festival they have is the Chocolate Festival in November. And it becomes the world's chocolate capital with incredible chocolate sculptures. And they make this incredible cherry liqueur that they serve in chocolate cups so that you can eat the cup once you've finished your little drink. So it's really quite unique. Uh, moving on to Spain. Um, oh, also, sorry, while I'm in Portugal, there's another beautiful town that was like the summer palace for the kings, which is called Sintra, which is just out of Lisbon. Again, the architecture there and everything is amazing. And certainly if you've got time when you're in Lisbon, take that side trip and go up to Sintra. It's just the most stunning, stunning place. Um, Cordoba. Now, Cordoba is an interesting place because it's got this incredible mosque called the Mesquita Mosque, which dates back to the 10th century. But what is so unusual about it, it's done in unusual architecture, curved on the inside with a mixture of quite deep red and cream. So it's very different to any other mosque you probably would have been into. But back in the day, they actually shared churches, which is really unusual, and within the mosque is an actual cathedral. So it's interesting how religion back mm. then was uh, getting on a little bit better mm. than they do now. But it is an amazing, amazing cathedral. And it's, again, it's, it's World Heritage listed and it's absolutely fantastic. It's got, you know, curved marble ceilings, beautiful marble floors and columns. It's just one of the most stunning. I mean, people say they get sick of looking at churches, but this is not a church like any other church. It, mm. It's such a combination of architecture and particularly because it goes back to that Renaissance area. So that's that's another place I would suggest you go to. The last one is Granada, and Granada itself is considered the soul of Andalusia, and it's breathtakingly beautiful because it's the foot of the Sierra Nevada mountains, which remain snow-capped virtually all year round. And it was a mystical city which was capital of a Moorish kingdom from the 13th to the 15th century. But there is the Alhambra Palace. Now, the Alhambra Palace is, again, it's just a place like nothing else on earth, to be quite honest with you. And it was originally a hilltop fortress, but now you wander through it. Some of it has been a bit ruined, but a lot of it is basically intact. And interesting architecture that the kings did at the time. The building looks square on the outside. You go on the inside and it's curved. Mm. So it's bizarre with these beautiful columns of marble. How did they get them so round? There was no machinery. No. It was just amazing. But he did this, the king at the time, was he wanted it round upstairs so he could see what everyone was doing. Smart. 
So he had a circular building on the inside mm. and a square building on the outside. But the fountains, the flowers, the orchards, again, it's perched up high as they often did so they could see if there was anyone attacking and they were like a fortress as well. It's UNESCO heritage listed. It's just absolutely fabulous. So if you're going to Spain and Portugal, I could talk a lot more about other places, but those few are certainly should be on your, your bucket list to do whilst you're there. Today, Sal, of course, talking about Spain and food, one of my favourite things. Oh, well, food is when you travel, I think it is one of your, the favourite things that you like to enjoy is the cuisines of all these different countries. And why I thought, again, I'd talk a little bit about food. I was talking to one of my friends who, one of the things she found was difficult when ordering food in Spain, there was not much English spoken and they were just pointing at things on the menu and hoped that it was all right. Mm, which so you often don't understand. No, <laughs> so it's really good. I, I, I must admit, I always try and learn a little bit of the language before I go or at least you know get some phrases out of a phrase book or look at some of the food so I know what I'm ordering. But just to go through some of them for you, we all have heard the word tapas and we know that means just little little pieces of food but the other word for that is pinches or pinchos, which is spelled P-I-N-T-X-O-S, and that's more served in the northern part of Spain, around Bilbao and up that end. So the same sort of thing, but they're served like on little sticks, like toothpicks. Hmm. You've got your paella, of course, which everyone knows what that is, and then they've got also what they call cochido, and it's a famous stew from Madrid that's been around for years. The other one you'll see commonly on the menu is bacalao, which is salted cod, uh, butufara, which is a blood sausage, churros, which is the wonderful Spanish donut that can be either knotted or quite long and thick and you have it with this big big cup of hot chocolate mm. it's to die for and your cholesterol goes up about 100% but you know it's still fantastic then you've got cochinillo which is suckling pig um, gazpacho which is that cold vegetable soup that's served quite often jamón iberico which is basically like the equivalent of your Italian prosciutto but it's done a little bit differently cured and air dried and it's served a whole piece of this like a, would have been the leg of the pig is always on the bars and they just carve it fresh mm. off for you it's it's just eating over there is incredible um, patatas bravas and that just means fierce potatoes in English and the way they cook it is really incredible because they put spicy mustard tomato and tobacco and also and sometimes they serve an egg on top of them as well, which is which is really quite fantastic. Racion is is like rations in, in a literal translation, and that's simply larger plates of tapas. Mm. Okay, so there you go. There's a few things to get you through the food part of Spain. Mm, very nice indeed. Now, I just thought we'd briefly also talk about Galapagos, which I know we have talked about before, and a lot of people haven't been there, and it's a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. It's a volcanic archipelago that lies about a 1,000 k's off the coast of Ecuador, and it was declared the first World Heritage Site by UNESCO in 1978, and is considered one of the world's foremost destinations for wildlife spotting. In fact, Charles Darwin visit there in 1853 later inspired his theory of evolution. So the animals there have not been hunted so they don't have a fear of mm. humans, and that's what's so beautiful. You can get up close and personal. Of course, you can't touch them, but you can just let them come close to you, and you will encounter penguins, sea lions, reef sharks, blue-footed boobies, and they look incredible with these bright blue feet, mm. green sea turtles, marine iguanas, just to name a few. Now, most of the way that you get around the Galapagos is by cruising, and there's various different levels, you know, from the less expensive up, up to luxury. And they, they're small vessels, like from 16 passengers is probably about your smallest, about a 90 passenger would be your biggest. And the itineraries vary between four to eight days. So you fly across from Quito to, to um, the Galapagos and then you usually join a cruise. But if you're not fond of boats and you're worried about seasickness, there are land options. Uh, four islands in the Galapagos do have hotels on them, so you could stay in one or multiple 
hotels and hop to the other islands and day trips, which would be good. And there's also a new Galapagos safari camp, so you can do a bit of glamping. Mm. It's got stylish tented camps in the middle of the jungle, which are quite exceptional. So, as I said, snorkelling, everyone just wants to go snorkelling. You'll have seals swimming with you. You'll have penguins swimming with you. It's, it's just one of those remarkable natural places that should be again on everyone's bucket list if mm. they can do it before yeah. before they shed their mortal coil because it is a very unique place on earth and just quite wonderful. So. Yeah, sounds nice. The food sounds very nice. Oh, the food in Spain. Oh, God, you've got to get to Spain and Portugal. This friend at the moment, I'm sick of her posting these things on Facebook. Go away, Tony. I'm... Especially, especially uh, churros. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the churros. Yeah, it's oh. the first time I saw one of those. My God. And it's, they serve these, like it's not just a, a cup. It's like a bowl of hot chocolate. Really? Yeah, oh. to dip the churros. In. Mm. Amazing. Doesn't compare to Australian ones, then. No. No. Now, Sal, uh, so, Sally, some of the hot deals in the marketplace. Yes. Well, firstly, I'll mention the Scenic River Cruising. If they've got their pre-release for next year, and it is selling out really, really quickly, unbelievably so, as a matter of fact. So if you want to get hold of that, you've got to book by the end of April, and you've got a range of offers, including fly-free, early payment, discount, business class upgrades, etc. But if you're still travelling this year, uh, 2017, they've still got some discounted offers on a selected range of their itineraries, valid till the end of March. Okay. So end of March for this year, end of April to get your early bird discounts for next year. Okay. Now some other great ones. Now this is something new that's come in. Um, we've talked about the Hertie Gruten coastal route along Norway before, and of course a lot of people like to go up there when the aurora borealis is happening to get those wonderful northern lights. They've put together a fly cruise package, which I think is absolutely mar- marvellous. Now this is also valid. There's two of them here valid till the 29th of March. One's a classic Norwegian discovery. It's 14 nights, departing 21 November, because you've got to go into those winter months to get the lights. And that's starting from under 4200 per person. That's including air mm. from here to Norway wow. and back and your cruise. So fantastic value for money. You get three nights pre-cruise accommodation in Bergen and then a 10-night cruise. The other one's a round trip and it's on the 19th of October and it's, also, it's under $4,300. And you get two nights pre-cruise and 11-night voyage on that one. But two really fantastic offers. We have been promoting an Inca Discovery holiday, with, uh, which goes from San Diego down to Santiago, near Valparaiso in South America, so very similar-sounding cities. They've actually reduced it. They've just cut out some of the bonuses, and they've reduced the price. So that's valid only until the 16th of March, though, now. There's some limited cabins left on that. Return air again into San Diego and out of San Diego. And your, your cruise going all the way, that 18-night cruise hugging mm. the Mexican coast and the South American yeah. coast. Fabulous. That's under 4800 which is great. This is another one that does Iceland and Canada. It's a fly cruise. It's valid till the end of March again. Now, this is a little dearer, but you are flying um, into London. And then you have your night in London and you're doing a 15-night cruise on the Crown Princess. And that takes you all the way up into Iceland, which would be absolutely fantastic, across the Atlantic, down to St. John's and Halifax in Canada, finishing in New York with four nights accommodation in New York. Very nice. Which is lovely. So that's a 20-night itinerary all up under 6,800. And another extension is the Rocky Mountaineer um, stay and play promotion where you get $600 per couple in added value when you book one of the Rocky Mountaineer rail journeys. It was due to finish last week. They've now extended it till the end of March. So that is fantastic as well. And and briefly, there's a lovely uh, South African itinerary called Affordable Africa with adventure destinations, 17 days, including airfares ex-Australia. 
and you're getting 14 breakfasts and dinners. And you go to places like Kruger National Park, Swaziland, Zululand, Durban, Druckensburg, Port Elizabeth, Oatsall, Cape Town. Wonder, wonderful, wonderful itinerary. Um, and depending on when you travel, but they do start ex-Sydney from under $4,200. That's including your air again and all your travel mm. within South Africa. As always, Cole. Lots of good deals out there. Yeah, get the passport ready. Absolutely, have it all ready to rock and roll. (laughs) Yes, that's it. All right, well, have a nice weekend. We'll talk to you again next Friday. Thanks, Cole. Not a problem. All right, it is 2NURFM's Talking Travel. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King. You can catch all this on a podcast at 2NURFM.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.